Welcome to the show. There is a phenomenon in the United States that astounds me. Polls show that the American people's confidence in the media is the lowest it's been since such data was first collected. Phrased another way, it's at an all-time low. Yet, weirdly, when the press runs a headline that titillates people, they have no problem rushing to social media to show how smart they are by repeating the media headline that, in a general sense, they've already said they do not trust, making it even worse while they parrot the headline they rarely actually read the article. And since headlines are usually created to get clicks rather than being factually accurate, pretending to know a thing after reading only the headline is pretty fucking stupid. Yet it's done by millions of Americans every day. Today, I want to have a quick conversation with you showing how that phenomenon can have an effect of making a really good idea look like a really bad idea. The Dr. Reality Vodcast with Dave Champion. Let's start with this. The following are real headlines from the Wall Street Journal. Elon Musk floats charging users for X. From Sky News. Elon Musk says he will start charging people to use X. From Axios. Musk says X will charge everyone to use the platform. From Yahoo News, Elon Musk suggests he will charge all X users a fee to be on the platform. (laughs) Wow. The impression these headlines give is that Elon Musk is planning to begin charging users to be on X. That would make X the only meaningful social media platform that charges users to use the platform. Also, if the implied message of those headlines was factual, it would also mean the nearly immediate end of the X platform. Because Musk has big plans for X, he obviously has no intention of doing anything that would kill the platform virtually overnight, which charging every user a fee would do. Since Musk has no intention of killing the X platform, it's safe to say those headlines are... At best, misleading. Before we get into the truth of the matter, let's deviate for a moment and discuss social media bots. While there are benign bots today, we're talking about malicious bots. Malicious bots pretend to be humans for nefarious purposes. Some bots merely post content. Others are AI-based and can carry on a conversation with a human user without the human knowing they are conversing with a computer program. No one knows exactly how many bots infest any particular social media platform, but the volume of bots that infect social media sites is shockingly high. The best estimate to date is that roughly 15% of social media accounts are bots. One study estimated that in the run-up to the 2016 election, 20% of all political discussions on social media sites were engaged in by 400,000 bots. Making things more challenging is that some bots operate through a hacked account of a real human. Here's a partial list of problematic things bots do. Artificially amplifying the popularity of a person or movement. Influencing elections. 
manipulating financial markets, amplifying phishing attacks, spreading spam, shutting down free speech. Cloudfare, a company that, among other things, provides services to detect and minimize malicious bots, says there is no easy way for platforms to rid themselves of bots. During the last few years, malicious bots have been employed by certain big pharma companies to automatically and rapidly swarm the post of a social media user who provides facts, data, and evidence that contradicts the claims made about a big pharma product by the manufacturer or the government. In other words, certain big pharma companies employ malicious bots for the purpose of controlling the social media narrative by spreading falsehoods to combat the truth. A disturbing question to consider is how many malicious bots are being operated by federal agencies, such as the CDC, the National Institutes of Health, the IRS, the CIA, and others. Well, we don't know. I would imagine the vast majority of Americans don't want the U.S. government employing malicious bots on U.S. social media platforms. It should be clear that malicious bots are a blight that needs to end. The big question is how to accomplish that. To answer that, let's circle back to the misleading headlines about Musk making every user pay a fee to be on the X platform. Before I jump into what is really happening, let me make clear that what we're about to discuss is not the $8 a month fee an X user can pay to have a verified account. I pay the $8 a month fee for two reasons. First, Verified accounts have access to more and better features. And second, I see $8 a month as my contribution to support the only major free speech platform in America. But again, the $8 a month verified account fee is not involved in what we're about to discuss. As you may be aware, U.S. banks adhere to a federal law known commonly as the Know Your Customer Law. That means banks must have a system in place that reasonably ensures they know the true identity of anyone who opens an account. The government's stated reason for passing the Know Your Customer law is to reduce money laundering, drug trafficking, and other illegal acts concerning which criminals may use the U.S. banking system. Musk's idea for eradicating malicious bots is indeed to charge every ex-user a monthly fee, but not remotely in the way the headlines would cause people to believe or as douchebags on social media are saying. Can a bot open a bank account? No. It is impossible for a bot to open a bank account. Accordingly, if X electronically debits a fee from every user's bank account each month, X knows every user is a real person, not a bot. So how would Musk's plan play out? Simple. Let's do some math to illustrate Musk's intention. If Musk bills an X user's account one penny a month, two things will be true. The first is that there will be no more malicious bots on X. The second is that each user will be out 12 cents for the year. I suppose there are some users who are too stupid to understand the blight that bots present on social media, but every intelligent person would be happy to pay 12 cents a year to get rid of the scourge of malicious bots. No one who uses a platform should want bots on the platform. Will X charge verified users a penny a month? Nope. 
because verified users already pay $8 a month, thus fulfilling the goal of being certain the user is not a bot. Now that you know the truth, it should be crystal clear that the media headlines are intentionally misleading. But why are they intentionally misleading? Because the media wants X out of business. That has been the media's goal from the day Musk took ownership and made it a free speech platform. Media in the U.S. is in a unique position. While they can't be censored because of the First Amendment, they want every single social media platform to engage in suppressing your free speech. They find free speech on X intolerable. From their point of view, it cannot be permitted to continue. While we understand why the media is misleading the public about what Musk is proposing concerning bots, why do ordinary Americans make idiotic claims about it on social media? That's a complex question. Here are some reasons I see. Well, not really reasons, more like lame-ass justifications. First, people are incredibly lazy. That means they'd rather mindlessly repeat something they saw in a headline than spend five minutes finding out the facts. Ironically, many of those folks rail against social media censorship, but then mindlessly attack the only guy who made a major platform a bastion of free speech. Second, people love to appear in the know. They want others to perceive them as knowing all the latest happenings. That said, they're often too lazy to really know anything, so they run with misleading headlines. It's probably safe for them to do that because their friends are likely just as ignorant as they are. Ignorant douchebags usually don't have well-informed friends who value facts. Third, in some social media circles, it's considered chic to criticize Musk for <laughs> pretty much anything he does. It's sort of a we-hate-Musk club. People who want to be popular in that tribe have to condemn Musk whenever possible. Then there is some stuff I really don't get. One guy said he doesn't trust Musk to stick to several pennies a year because... Are you ready? Because Nintendo recently increased its price. <laughs> That's like saying you don't trust Ford or Nissan or Volvo because of what a go-kart manufacturer did. It's just nutty. We really shouldn't be surprised. Americans absolutely love to sound knowledgeable by telling other people things that are 100% false. Remember when adults were telling you that masks stop or slow the spread of a virus? Now we have the Cochrane Collaboration Report, which is the world's most authoritative retrospective meta-analysis of mask-wearing studies, concluding that in terms of the spread of a virus, wearing a mask has, and I quote, little to no effect. Remember when some expositors, myself included, said there was no credibility to the claim made by the so-called experts that the mRNA jab would stay localized at the injection site. And tons of our fellow citizens screamed that we were conspiracy theorists. Yet today, scientific studies have confirmed that the liponanoparticles did not stay put at the injection site and, in fact, do have systemic distribution throughout the body. My point is, those folks were and are far more interested in being right in an egotistical sense than being factually accurate. In America, 
the citizens are supposed to be the masters and the government is to be the servant. So I have a question. How can Americans engage in meaningful self-governance when a large percentage of the population are fools who repeat to others as truthful whatever stupid shit they hear? Some of the ignorant shit they repeat is more or less harmless, but some of the ignorant things they repeat are incredibly harmful. An example of a falsehood spread by mental midgets that is incredibly harmful to the American people is when they say ordinary working Americans owe income tax. As you may know, I'm the author of Income Tax Shattering the Myths and the national expert on the question of who owes income tax and who does not. Now, I'm going to surprise you. Let me ask you a question. Do you know who has never said Congress imposed the income tax on ordinary working Americans? The highest-ranking tax authority in the United States is the Secretary of the Treasury. In the 110 years since Congress enacted the income tax, no Secretary of the Treasury has ever said the income tax has been imposed on ordinary working Americans. No commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service has ever made that claim. Under the commissioner are a number of assistant commissioners. None of them have ever asserted that the income tax has been imposed on ordinary working Americans. No chief counsel of the Internal Revenue Service has ever said that. No director of the IRS's criminal investigation has said it. No U.S. attorney in charge of the Department of Justice's tax division has said it. Why have none of those officials ever said the income tax has been imposed on ordinary working Americans? Because as government officials, they can be put on trial and sentenced to prison for making a false statement of law that adversely affects your rights. As an example, imagine the Secretary of Energy stated publicly that while Americans have the right to free speech, that right does not extend to criticizing the Department of Energy. Shortly thereafter, someone criticizes the Energy Department, and criminal investigators from the Energy Department arrest that person for doing so. In the subsequent lawsuit, who do you think would be named? It wouldn't just be the arresting agents. The suit would include the Energy Secretary because she has authority over the Energy Department investigators, and her public statement would be seen as communicating to those investigators that their actions, which violated the unalienable right of the American citizen they arrested, were authorized by the secretary. Furthermore, the Energy Secretary's public statement could be used as the basis for criminal prosecution under 18 U.S.C. Section 242 entitled Deprivation of Rights Under Color of Authority. I encourage you to spend as many hours of research as it takes for you to be certain the government tax officials I listed a moment ago have never once said the income tax applies to ordinary working Americans. Not only have those officials never said any such thing, but I have invited every one of them to join me in an open public debate about the proper application of the income tax. Every single one has refused to debate. Here's the list of those I have invited to debate me. The U.S. Secretary of the Treasury, the Commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service, Assistant Commissioners of the Internal Revenue Service, the Chief Counsel 
of the Internal Revenue Service. The National Director of the IRS's Criminal Investigation Division. A Regional Director of the IRS's Criminal Investigation Division. The U.S. Attorney in Charge of the Department of Justice's Tax Division. I've also challenged to debate me a number of private sector so-called tax experts who have condemned Americans who are telling their fellow citizens the truth about the income tax. I started putting out those invitations about 20 years ago. Not a single so-called tax professional has been willing to debate me. That said, I understand why so-called tax professionals condemn Americans who are telling the truth. It's self-preservation. Once the truth goes viral, they know those so-called tax experts are going to be financially devastated and have to go get a real job. In fact, I've estimated that when Americans know the truth and act upon it, nine out of 10 accountants will be out of work. Plus, the remaining 10% will make a lot less money because their value will be greatly diminished. Instead of making the lion's share of their money from income tax, they'll end up being a little more than glorified bookkeepers. I should also mention that just as the income tax has never been imposed on ordinary working Americans, it also has never been imposed on ordinary domestic businesses whose revenue comes from within the states of the union. In other words, if you own a mechanic shop, a real estate firm, clothing store, dog grooming business, computer repair, a consulting service, construction firm, and on and on. Congress has never imposed the income tax on your business, and you've never been required to file a Form 1120 or pay a penny of income tax. Every small and medium business person knows the drill. You decide to open your own business, so you reach out to other business people or an accountant, and they share completely ignorant shit with you about getting an employer identification number, filing quarter ta- quarterly tax returns, annual returns, withholding from your workers' paychecks, filing 941s, W-2s, blah, blah, blah. And you do it all because people told you that's the right way to run a business. But you never read the law, did you? You just did what they said. How do I know that? Not only have I seen it done thousands of times, but before I read the law myself and learned the truth, I did the exact same thing. Looking back, I feel like an ass for having done it that way. It was foolish of me, and it was foolish of you. It was all we knew at that time, right? But it's not all we know today. (laughs) Today, thanks to income tax shattering the mist, giving you a crystal clear, detailed look at the indisputable truth that Congress has never imposed the income tax on you or your business, we know that none of that was or is required. The kicker is how to correct all that so you and your business can keep 100% of the profits rather than giving the government a cut to which it is not legally entitled. Income tax shattering the mist gives you the tools to do just that. One of the many things that will surprise you when you read Income Tax Shattering the Mist is how childishly simple the scam really is and how easy it is for you to safely walk away. For the last few months, I've been offering 15% off Income Tax Shattering the Mist, but that is just about to end, so this is a great time 
to choose to discover the truth about the income tax. Every single person who reads Income Tax Shattering the Mist knows the indisputable truth of the income tax when they close the final page. There is no doubt or equivocation. When readers complete Income Tax Shattering the Mist, they are as certain that the tax has not been imposed on them as that the sun will rise in the east tomorrow morning. It provides that level of knowledge. Once you have that knowledge and certainty, then you can decide what you want to do. Hundreds of thousands of Americans have already safely left the income tax behind. Do you want to be the chump who just keeps letting them steal from you? After reading Income Tax Shattering the Mist, you'll be able to make an informed decision. To get 15% off Income Tax Shattering the Mist, go to drreality.news, drreality.news, and use the coupon code OWNIT at checkout. I'll put the link in the code down in the notes. While you're there, consider also picking up a copy of Body Science. Same story, massive government and industry disinformation has resulted in the American people being the most chronically ill society in all of human history. That's been done intentionally to the American people in order to increase the revenue of several trillion dollar industries. Body Science shows you how the scam has been run on you and then lays out the truth of how your body's physiology actually works, which is dramatically different than what you've been told. That false establishment narrative is why over 70% of the U.S. population is overweight or obese and why we are the sickest people in all human history. The good news is you can get deprogrammed simply by reading Body Science, the information is so compelling that it literally eviscerates all the inaccurate things that you've been told for the last several decades. To give you some idea of how readers react to it, it has never gotten anything less than five out of five stars in review, and it is not uncommon for me to receive emails from readers telling me they believe body science saved their life. Also, by purchasing Income Tax Shattering the Mist and or Body Science, you help me to continue to be here for you with these revealing and thought-provoking presentations. Please share this presentation with everyone, and thanks for being here. Take care.